10, 5, he's into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas State. Deflected into the hands of Belts, Avery for three, hits, cover is safe, the Red Wolves have walked it off. Welcome to the Second to None Podcast, the A-State Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. Now, here's a couple of guys who know the Red Wolves like no one else. Matt Stoltz and Brad Boba. Coming up, we're going to recap Saturday's football game at South Alabama. Busy week for the basketball teams, both last week and this coming week. We'll talk all about that. Volleyball wrapping up the regular season last week, now getting ready for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And a freshman on the cross-country team is heading to Nationals this weekend. We'll talk about that as well. And uh, before we get out of here, because obviously we'll talk a lot about Saturday, one of the big questions, if you haven't seen it or heard it yet, I'll tell you the process on how to get the bobblehead Saturday. We'll talk about that toward the end, so stick the around. The Mario Davis That's bobblehead. Right. That is correct. But right now, we want to talk about one of the things that's happening Saturday, and that happens to be Senior Day. And we talk a lot about the youth on this football team, but there are some seniors getting ready to play for the final time at home coming up this Saturday. And one of them is senior corner from Little Rock. It's Sammy Johnson. And Sammy is in studio with us today. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are y'all? Thank y'all for having me. I do want to talk to you because we're sitting here recording this on Monday. What's it like as you sit here just kind of thinking about the fact that this Saturday is the last time you get to play on the home field? What are the emotions as you get ready for this weekend? been telling everyone it's kind of bittersweet the closer it gets the more nervous I'm going to be actually but I just think oh it went by really fast and you know I didn't didn't think I was prepared for it like going to be here I never realized how fast it's going to be here five years yeah when you were young like when you were a freshman the the seniors on that first team said the same thing and the freshmen on this team right now in a few years will hopefully say the same thing it Mm -hmm. just uh you're young and you don't realize it yeah. Life comes at you fast. Yes, it does. Yeah, it came really fast. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be sitting here saying, man, I, I never thought this would get here. It took, <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fifth-year senior, and I don't think we had any of them last year on the roster. No guys that had gone five years all the way through the program. But Yeah, but it was only Reed Tyler was the only one that went all the way through, right? Mm. Yeah. Last year. And then... This year, it's you, Sammy, and Jeff Foreman. Mm-hmm. What's it been like this year being the old man on the team or one of the two old men on the team? Uh, I joke with Jeff all the time because I just tell him all the time that I think he's old. You know, His body's <laughs> wearing down. But uh, in reality, he, I'm the same exact way with them. And uh, this season, we've just really tried to enjoy everything that we could because we knew this would be our last time to do anything. And, uh, you know, we've been telling the young guys, you know, enjoy the moment while it lasts. You know, Make this important now because – when you get like us, you're going to really start to think about things. Well, you can think about this, too. You've got a chance to go out in a big way. You're sitting at five wins. You've got a chance to pick up win number six at home and become bowl eligible. I'm sure you've thought about how sweet that would be. Uh, yes, sir. I actually have. I don't think you would want to go out any other way. You know, getting number six here at home in front of a crowd. I just think... This is also a big game because, you know, Texas State, this game has always come down to the wire the last couple of years. And uh, yeah. this, is, this would be a very exciting game to get a bowl win for. So, And we'll talk about this later, but from what I'm hearing, 
don't hold me to this, but from what I'm hearing, you know, people have taken a deep dive, you know, into this sort of thing are saying that they think every bowl eligible team is going to get a spot. You know, every once in a while, you got sometimes you say, well, you're bowl eligible because it doesn't really guarantee anything besides you're just that eligible. But you know, word is, is if you get to this year, the, the, the people looking at that saying they, they think everybody's going to get into one. So you're literally playing for the chance to get to play another game mm-hmm. somewhere at the end of your career here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the talk like? Do you guys talk about that in the locker room? Is that something that you just kind of know in the back of your mind, or do you vocalize that as a team? Hey, we got to get to a bowl. Yeah, of course. You know, throughout the locker room, the talk's always, well, that's been our goal ever since the summer, too. You know, we really wanted to change the program around. And uh, the seniors, knowing that this is our last year to do anything uh, special, we knew that this year is either bowl game or, you know, nothing, bowl game or nothing. And, uh, just throughout the locker room this season, you know, that's always been our goal. That's always been our mission. We always told guys, you know, the things that we do now will determine the things that we could do later in the future. And I think everyone's starting to take that to heart. It's been quite a journey for you. You're an Arkansas guy. You're from Little Rock. You went to Catholic, a three-time All-State selection. And you and I have talked about your high school career before and had a really nice high school career. When you came to Arkansas State, you came here as a running back. I'm sure you never thought you'd be playing defense your entire career, and that's how you would make your mark. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, a lot of the guys now never believed that I came as a running back, and uh, I got to convince them that I, I, I was just as fast as I was now back then. I could move I could move a little bit back then. You know, it's been really hard, and it's a lot of change, and uh, it's something that I'm starting to adapt to still to this day, and, you know, great coaches have helped me learn a lot of things about playing defense, but, uh, yeah, when I first changed, it was really, it was really hard. You like playing defense, though. Yeah, yeah, I like doing the hitting a lot more than getting hit, yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever think you, you'd enjoy it as much uh, as you have? Yeah, when I first changed, no, I did not. I thought I was going to actually hate it. But, uh, yeah, going through these last couple of years, just playing defense and learning everything from a new perspective side of the game, you know, yeah, I have enjoyed it a lot, actually, a lot more than I think I would have. So who comes and makes that pitch? Hey, Sammy, we've we've got an idea here. Coach Anderson was actually the one that brought it up in uh it took a, it took a couple of meetings to finally convince me to do it. My family wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, but like in the end of it, I think what he did really really did help me a lot more than hurt me. And uh, you know, he was really honest with me, and he was like, "You can get a lot more playing time. You can make a lot more plays for us as this team. You know, being on this side of the ball, doing these things for us." And I understood that. Well, I think about Darian Griswold, who is on the broadcast for us every week, and he'll tell you that he came in as a quarterback way back in the day, and. Asked him to move to tight end. He ended up turning into an all-conference tight end. And his attitude was, hey, just however I can get on the field. I just want to play. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you being a competitor, that's probably your thought process too. Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, when he first came to me, I actually wasn't playing. I wasn't traveling with the team at running back. And uh, he came to me and said, you know, this is a big opportunity because now we can actually get you on the field. We can get you playing time. We can get you, like, accustomed to everything, the speed of the game and all that. And I think that that's what really, like, caught my ear when he said that like you know I actually could play (laughs) and uh I think being an 18 year old that would catch anybody's ear hearing that you can actually be on the field making plays so what was the hardest part I mean other than convincing yourself to do it when it came to actually changing positions what was the hardest part definitely learning how to backpedal I was not good at that (laughs) when I first changed that was not good at all 
Yeah, you've just been going forward the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot different going backwards now, too. <laughs> and you played as a true freshman in 2019. I believe you played in eight games. You even returned some kicks mm-hmm. that season. But then in 2020, the COVID year, which you were a freshman again because you got that year back, that's when things kind of changed. You became a starter on that defensive side of the ball. I'm sure that it was a transition, too. After you got comfortable in 2020, you're starting on defense. Then the coaching change happens. What was that transition period like for you after the coaching change? And did you know that you were going to stay at Arkansas State at that point? You know, when the coaching change first happened, it was actually really hard for me because Coach Anderson was the one that recruited me, all of their coaching staff, you know, telling me all these things that we were going to do in our future and all that. And then, uh, you know, they just up and left. That was really hard because I didn't know, like, what my future was going to hold. You know, I didn't know if if whoever we hired as the new coach was going to actually want me to play. Like, I didn't know how any of that was going to work. But, um, you know, after having talks with my family and with my mom, I we just decided that like we were going to stay and tough it out and whatever happens happens we can work from there but uh we have to at least give it a chance and that's when coach jones came and uh we had the talk and he was like you know you can be a really good player for this team and that you know this team will need you just as much as i would need you and uh i felt like i was going to need the team too and i trusted coach jones just listen to you talk about that this came into my head to ask because over the years you know we, we you know coaching changes used to be an annual occurrence and there's it lots did. of there's we had lot, five and five years at one point. a lot of different stories about sort of how that news got out there so you look this most recent time is 2020s we're full on in the age of social media and that's where a lot of times news breaks and happens so how did you guys whether it's you in particular or you guys as a team find out there was going to be a, a coaching change Honestly, we kind of knew it was up in the air after the season. And, you know, uh, we all could kind of tell that Coach Anderson was kind of, you know, not himself. Things were hard for him at that time. And uh, we were all kind of anticipating, you know, a coaching change actually happening. And then one day we got a meeting. We got a text that we had a night meeting. And we usually don't have night meetings. So I think we kind of uh, all knew what was going on, what was going to happen. And uh, when uh, Coach Anderson started talking, that's when he broke the news to us that he, you know, he got a job at Utah State and that he's going to sit there and take that and. And you kind of alluded to that conversation with Coach Jones, but I'm sure that helped put you at ease that he came in and said, hey, you can be a big part of this team. Of course, yes, sir, yeah. And, uh, you know, I really don't think there were many players that, you know, he made feel uneasy or made feel uncomfortable when he had that meeting with them. You know, he was quite honest with us, and he was like, you know, you guys are good players, and this is a good team. We just have to, you know, rechange everything because the program isn't the same anymore. That he wants us to come along with him and uh, help build this new program and help, you know, rebuild what A State used to be. I'm sure it had to take some getting used to as far as the idea of rebuilding because, look, you're already two years in here. I'm sure part of you is thinking, man, I don't want to sit back and go through a rebuilding process. And that first year was tough, that 2021 season. What made you think that ultimately things would turn around? What made you want to stay and be a part of that process? You know, just how hard, honestly, we we were working, you know, day in and day out. You know, the off seasons, the weightlifting, the meetings, you know, I felt like what we did back then was a lot more than what a lot of teams in the country was doing. And all we needed was like just one spark, one click, you know, everything could start falling into place. And, uh, Coach Jones reminded us, he reminded us of that all the time, you know, just like 
guys, this could change at any moment. That's what happens when you rebuild. You know, you have to bring in new players, you have to bring in young players. You have to actually like change a culture is what he says. And, uh, you know, I just always trusted him. I always believed him. So you get into this year and, and obviously, you know, the first two games didn't go the way anybody wanted them to. So the nature of playing quarterback, right, is you're probably going to get too much of the credit, too much of the blame. But certainly in this case, I mean, nobody's going to watch this team play this year and not think that you just said something that needs to spark. And it certainly appeared like Jalen getting a chance to play quarterback provided that spark. So as a defensive guy, how's that translate over? Because, you know, he makes that start against Southern Miss. And before the first quarter of that game's over, we've gotten a pick, first one of the year. We've blocked a kick it blocked a punt first one of the year and so when you saw all three phases kind of get that spark at the same time so how's that happen how's one guy coming in on offense spread to the defense and special teams i found out personally that he was going to start against southern miss that thursday before the game and uh you know i went up to him and i was like you know Jalen, i don't want you're a freshman and i know how it is to play as a freshman you know with so much pressure on your back you know i don't want you to go out there and uh make a mistake and feel like you just lost us the whole game. The whole team's behind you. I think he understood that, you know, even the other quarterbacks, JT Jackson came up to him and was like, you know, we're here for you no matter what you do on that field. Like, we believe in you, we trust in you. And uh, I think that's kind of the energy the whole team had. We go out, we uh, see Jalen make plays, and that just, you know, hypes us up even more to, like, want to play for each other. And uh, I think, you know, that spark kind of led to, you know, that three-game span where we won three in a row, Stony Brook, UMass, and uh, Southern Miss. And uh, I think – that's how important it really is, and I think that's what team football really is, and I, I think we figured that out. Yeah, you, you can just tell that this team believes now and had the really impressive win over the Cajuns a, a couple of weeks ago, and even this past Saturday at South Alabama. You go back to the start of the season, and there were a lot of people that picked South Alabama to kind of run away with the league just because they won 10 games last year. They had pretty much everybody back. That was a really senior-laden, experienced team that you faced the other day. And still, you got a chance there in the final few minutes. That was a team that really had your number the last couple of years. And even in a loss, you can see just how far this team has come in a really short period of time. Yeah, I agree. Um, Coming into that game, we knew that you know, offensive side of the ball, we haven't scored a touchdown against them in two years or so. And uh, that was something that really challenged our manhood as a team, our toughness as a team. And on the defensive side, you know, this is a team that we've given up 30 plus points to the last two years. And, you know, we couldn't stop the run. We couldn't do anything, you know, coming into the game. Coach Jones said, you know, this is going to be what he called an earn it game. We have to earn everything that we do. We have to earn it to stop the run. We have to play tough. We have to play physical because that's what these guys are going to be trying to do to us. And uh, I think we all kind of understood that. So what has happened on the defensive side of the ball? Where, I mean, you guys have – and we saw a little bit last year coming along, but really just this year even take the, another big-time step where you go and give up 21 points in a college football game right now, and most every defensive coordinator would sign up for that every chance they get. So what's led to that uh, big turnaround on the defensive side? think mostly just trust this offseason we spent a lot of time trying to get to know different position groups you know the cornerbacks hanging out with the safeties in the d-line or the linebackers hanging out with the receivers and uh just vice versa stuff like that and um you know with a bowl game at stake you know these last couple of games I think everyone is kind of clicking in their head that we have to play as one defense we can't play as individuals on this defense you know we have to swarm to the ball we have to make plays and uh take care of our brothers you know if our brothers mess up we have to be there for them and if we mess up our brothers are going to be there for us so I remember and I'm glad you brought that up just how you hang out with different position groups that's 
really not the norm with a lot of teams. And I remember there was a time early in the season, it was set up where there were 10 different groups going to 10 different restaurants, and it was just a mix of players. Had nothing to do with position groups. It was just you guys bonding, getting to know each other as teammates. How much does something like that kind of help the team grow overall? You know, it helps a lot. I can say me personally at that dinner, the one that you're talking about, I was with Coach Quan, our O-line coach, and he took us all to um, Los Arcos, a Mexican restaurant. And uh, at that dinner, I got really close with Miller McCrumbry, you know, uh, Kieran Crawford, JT. I got really close with all those guys. And uh, never in a million years that I think I would be close friends with the DN, the tight end, and the quarterback, you know, playing uh, in the defensive backfield. But, uh, you know, those are just guys that I can, you know, rely on all the time, you know, call them my friends, you know, call them up anytime I need anything. And, um, you know, I think that whole team kind of got that feel too, you know, just intertwining with other people, with other position groups on our team. And uh, that makes everything a lot easier when you have trust like that. And I'm sure as a position group with you guys, you are at the corner spot, actually one of the more experienced groups. I mean, you've got Leon, he's playing his final game coming up this weekend as well. Justin Hodges is a guy that's been around and uh, certainly has a lot of experience as well. So uh, I'm sure you guys as a group, can kind of be looked at as leaders at the same time. I'm sure you're talking within yourselves that, hey, this is our last shot to do something here. Yeah, uh, me and Leon has been talking about it, you know, this whole season, you know, coming up on senior day, we knew it was going to come and we knew the goals and the expectations that we wanted. And you know, we might have not reached those goals, you know, we might have not reached those expectations. We won't know to the end of the year. But, um, you know, just how me and Leon and uh, Justin have all communicated, like, you know, this especially this position group with it being so young they need us and they need us to step up and they need us to lead the way and we understand that it's bigger than us you know next year it's going to be another senior day and then the year after that it's going to be another senior day but we want to leave our mark we want to leave our impact in regards of like showing the young people how to do it you know we spent the last three years with coach jones and you know he's been telling us like we need you guys and uh i think you know, us veterans are finally understanding that and uh, finally figuring out a way to show that. You've been to a bowl game, right? 2019 is the last time Arkansas yeah. State. Well, you were here for that. So, won that bowl game. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, what would it mean to play one in your freshman year and, you know, then go through right now? You, you guys won five games in the last two years. You've already matched that number. You can eclipse the win total for two years combined and get to a bowl game in the process. I mean, what would that you mean for you to kind of bookend bowl trips in your college career? You know, it would actually mean a whole lot to me, and it does symbolize, you know, just like me personally, how things like that can happen. You know, things could be really good one year, then the next year things could go also wrong, really be really bad. But, uh, you know, if you keep working and you keep working, then things are going to eventually be better. And I think that's uh, the mindset this whole team has. And, you know, it's helped me understand that, like, if you keep working, things are going to change. That's what happens. And uh, making a bowl game this year be incredible. Going out high start it that'd be great and uh, if I had that talk with everyone you know my family my girlfriend everybody like that and uh, I think that would just mean a lot to me you've had your same girlfriend through all this hadn't you <laughs> yes I have <laughs> yes I have the whole time you've been at A-State yeah her name's Gracie May she's uh, actually in physical therapy school at A-State now you know we have a cat back at home and uh, she's been awesome she's been awesome the last five years she's been uh, one thing that you know hasn't changed in my life and uh, I can't express to y'all how much I appreciate her and how thankful I am for her you're going to graduate coming up here in the next few weeks too so football not the only big thing coming up yeah what, what are you graduating in what's your degree uh political science oh mm -hmm. 
So we're going to see Senator Sammy Johnson at some point. Do you want to be a politician, or what's what's the uh, end game here? Uh, I've been thinking, you know, at first I wanted to go to law school, and that's something that I still want to do. You know, I wanted to be a defense attorney, actually. But, uh, you know, I've started to widen my search or widen my horizon. You know, there's so many things I could do with that degree. And, uh, you know, the way the world's going now, the way society is now, I just got to figure out what I want to do with it. But, yeah, you, you, you may see Senator Sammy Johnson one day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that uh, that smile's cut out for a defense attorney or not. <laughs> I get that a lot. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> have you ever thought about? I mean, it's a and it's an interesting field. You said, but you ever think about like sometimes you'd have to defend people you knew had done what they were accused of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do understand that, but you know, I think that's just part of it. Like any other job, you know, I have to do the best I can to the best of my ability, regardless of what I knew. And I know there is instances like that where bad things happen and bad people do bad things but you know i just have to i have to defend them so for me here this is where i can my my last thing for you for me is that a lot of stuff going on this week and we'll talk about it later all the things to try to make sure you guys get the crowd you deserve for what's at stake saturday obviously if people listen to this they're invested arkansas state fans so what would you say to those folks Uh, not just about you know, what they've done for you for your career to this point, but specifically about coming out and helping this team one more time on Saturday. That'd be huge. And I, I, I want the fans to understand, like, that really does give us momentum. That really does give us, you know, the positive energy that makes us want to play even faster. And, uh, you know, when we see fans out there, we hear you guys. And uh, we do appreciate everything that you guys do. And, uh, you know, we love to have you every game, regardless if it's a win or a loss. We know we're going to do our hardest to provide a show for you guys. Who's going to be down on the field with you? before the game Saturday. <laughs> I actually don't know yet. I have to uh, talk to the people at the facility about it, but I'm hoping, you know, my dad, my mom, and maybe Gracie May, my girlfriend. Sammy, I got to tell you, man, I've really, really enjoyed watching you play the last five years. Just uh, the energy that you play with and the joy that you play with, man. You're you're always smiling. I have always uh, just uh, appreciated that about you and man, it's been great having you in today. Good luck this Saturday and hopefully... Two more games after that. Yes, sir. Thank you. And Wolves up. Thank you, guys. That's Sammy Johnson joining us here on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. More to come right after this. When we play today, we win something bigger than ribbons or trophies. We win our tomorrows. Wherever we play, wherever we fight, wherever we overcome odds, we're winning our way. Simmons Bank is committed to supporting women athletes in the communities we serve and are proud to be an official sponsor of A-State Women's Athletics. Not just for a season, but for a winning future. Seasons are short, but fierce is forever. Simmons Bank, member FDIC. This is Coach Butch Jones, and we need you to help our A-State athletic programs by donating to the Impact Club. This is an organization that is making a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access that you will not find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support is greatly appreciated and is helping our programs right now wolves up enjoyed that visit with sammy johnson and we did mention the red wolves were in action this past weekend against south alabama and did want to talk a little bit about that game as we talked about with sammy there were some big expectations on south alabama coming into the season you know winners of 10 games last year did not have the record going into this past saturday that 
I think anybody thought they would at that point, sitting at four and five. They knew they had to win two of the last three to even make a bowl game. They end up defeating the Red Wolves 21 to 14, but I thought there were a lot of good things to take out of this game. One thing that Coach Jones mentioned was that uh, Kane Womack said this right after the game, and then a couple of the South Alabama assistants came over to Coach Jones and a couple of our assistants afterward and, and mentioned just how much improvement there had been from last year to this year with this team and how hard our guys played. And look, the defense played well enough sure to win. And I agree with what you said earlier. Most coaches are going to sign up anytime you allow just 21 points. They'll sign up for that and take their chances. And to give up just 21 to that South Alabama team on their home field the other day, I, I thought said a lot about just how well that group's playing right now. To me, just being a viewer of the TV broadcast, I mean, obviously, you know, a couple of key plays, you convert a fake punt and they get that, they get points out of that. And then the, the play at the end that kept us from getting the football back. But overall, I mean, if like one unit was kind of maybe the, the MVPs from a South Alabama standpoint, it's not, I wouldn't even just say, like, well, it's the defense. Because I honestly thought uh, that we were going to run the football some. But the combination of either the, the pressure they were able to get up front in passing situations or maybe the job they were doing on the back end, too, then they took away kind of our down-the-field throws. And, you know, that's been a real strength with, with Jalen and these receivers, and it just it wasn't there Saturday. Yeah, going into that game, uh, I think South Alabama – had been having a tougher time. They've been giving up some big plays, but you could tell that they really made a big emphasis of trying to limit the number of big plays. And as you mentioned, did a great job of providing pressure, putting pressure on a true freshman quarterback, which is what they wanted to do. Now, you look back at some of the numbers, the total yards were pretty much even. A-State actually had four more first downs than the Jaguars did on the day. But I think you can look at a couple of different areas. You mentioned the two plays on special teams. But third downs, just two of 13 in the game. And then red zone. Look, both teams had two trips inside the opponent's 20-yard line. South Alabama came away with two touchdowns, including the one at the end of the first half with seven seconds left. And that was after the fake punt. And the Red Wolves and their two red zone trips, came away with just three points. So, really, you look back on a one-score game, and that was the difference. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And field goals are funny. Be around football, and you learn that a lot of times the team that just gave up the three points ends up happier about the team kicking a field goal than the team that just had to kick the field goal, right? Because, I mean, and Coach Jones talks about it all the time, it's, Sometimes we roll our eyes in all sports, right? They're just loaded up with coaching cliches. I get it. But this one, sometimes it could be as simple as, you know, trading threes for sevens. And really that, you're right. That was the difference in the football game. A couple of touchdowns versus even without the miss. It's still, I mean, when you can make the opponent kick the ball one way or the other, punt it or or even kick a field goal, then pretty much the defense is going to feel like they won that exchange no matter what happens. Now 5-5 five and five overall. They're 3-3 three and three in the Sun Belt. Still two more chances 
to become bowl eligible for the first time since 2019. And a big chance coming up this weekend. We'll talk about the Texas State game and look at what else is happening in the world of A-State athletics when we come back to wrap things up right after this on the Second to None podcast presented by Simmons Bank. Your first home is like this dream. The day you walk in, the sun seems to shine more brightly. The ceilings, they just seem taller. And you'll never fix that creaky floorboard because it sounds like comfort. What a hug would sound like if it made a sound. And that's when you realize you're home. Really, really home. Realize your dream with a home loan from Simmons Bank. Dreams realized. SimmonsBank.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender subject to credit approval. Red Wolf fans, this is Demario Davis, proud Red Wolf and linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. And I'm asking you to help out our current A-State student athletes by donating to the Impact Club. This organization helps our program stay competitive and supports our players by facilitating NIL agreements that allow them to endorse local charities. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access you won't find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. Thank you and Wolves Up. Basketball teams were in action this past week. The men falling to 0-2 over the weekend. They went up to Bowling Green and participated in the well, the first half of the Sunbelt Mac Challenge. We'll have another round of Sunbelt Mac matchups coming up a little bit later on in the year. But Bowling Green able to win 81-75. to Taron Todd, how about the My performance gosh. for him? 31 points, 7 assists, and he didn't turn it over. Gave A-State a chance. DeAndre Dominguez, the UMass transfer, also had a good game. He had a double-double, 11 points, 10 rebounds. But Red Wolves falling short on the road, and hopefully they can pick up their first win under Brian Hodson coming up. On Tuesday night, the day this podcast yeah. comes out, seven o'clock tip against Alcorn State. Yeah, that was a fun ball game to watch Saturday. You know, we just played catch up the whole game because Bowling yeah. Green was able to get out to a double digit lead and it sort of chipped away and eventually reeled them in and it just it sort of gave up one too many runs and you know there was a, a, a kind of a key stretch and I can't remember if it's five six minutes to go whatever it was the last time. You know, Bowling Green went on a run to build that lead, even though we kind of came back one more time at the end. But just a couple of stretches were just a, a mental lapse or two. Sort of gave up a free bucket one time, threw away an inbounds pass. And so they went bucket, steal, bucket in about two seconds. And, you know, even though that it happens with plenty of time left in the game, you look back in a real tight game and stuff like that matters a lot. So again, Tuesday night at 7 against Alcorn State. And then the men on the road again coming up Friday night. 7 o'clock tip at Iowa. It'll be their second Big Ten opponent in the first four games. Of course, they started the season at Wisconsin. The women's team picking up their first win of the season Thursday over Northern Illinois. They won that game 75-62 after trailing at the half 33-31. to How about Izzy? Well, yeah, and that was the only time. I mean, A-State led by double digits in the first half. They did, yeah. And uh, it was funny. Uh, And how about Izzy? Because just like Taryn Todd, she had 31 also. But I got to (laughs) – so it was Education Day, right? Oh, yeah. uh, Is that what we're calling it now? Education Day, yeah. We had over 2,000 kids in there. And one of them was uh, my second grader who uh, was really – he and his class, they really paid attention to the game, and so much so that uh, Thursday night 
we were I tried to say we were riding in the car or what and he told me he said well he said they had, he said at one point the Red Wolves had their head up their butt but they got it out. It's good analysis. And it was. And I passed, I'm sure you taught him that. I passed that uh, analysis on to Coach Des. She agreed wholeheartedly with his assessment because <laughs> there was a little stretch maybe uh, at, at the, late in the first half or maybe uh, the team, they did have their head up their butt. And, and uh, I think Coach said what needed to be said to uh, extract those heads at halftime. Came out and, I mean, scored 10 points real quick. Boom, just hit them right out of the gate in the second half. Got back ahead and I was able to work with the lead the majority of the rest of the game yeah you mentioned izzy higginbottom had 31 points but she also had eight boards six assists just one turnover in that game i know izzy was happy with just the one turnover and then anna griffin nine points 13 rebounds in that one and her nine points came on she made three threes there uh, all in the third quarter i think oh, yeah. in the midst of that run and it was the first time that stretch where she hit the three threes was i think the, the first time in either of the first two games that coach des had put anna and winter rogers on the floor together you know, at South Dakota State, they each played 20 minutes in the same position, and they mixed some stuff up. They had to play without Lauren Pendleton in the second half, and I think that probably led to some of that, too, where it moved Anna to the three. Winter was they were out on the floor together, and you know, Anna made that look like a good move, but knocking down those shots. Interesting game coming up Friday. Yeah. Arkansas will be in town. Red Wolves and Razorbacks Friday night at 7 o'clock. Need a big crowd for that. Hopefully we'll have one. And sure. A-State trying to move the two-in-one in that game. No, t- again, there's a lot of stuff we'll cover here at the end, but I'll tell you one right now, that uh, if, if, you, uh, if you don't have your football ticket yet for Saturday, if you come to the women's game Friday night against Arkansas, then Saturday when you go to the stadium, you can just show you know, your ticket, whether you had a hard ticket or if it's digital, it was you had the ticket to the game, you can redeem a ticket to the game against Arkansas for a football ticket Saturday. So a women's basketball ticket gets you into football for free. It will. Cross country. Big news for them because Rahel Bromel finished fifth at regionals over the weekend. The highest finish for an individual ever for an A-State women's runner. She qualifies as an individual now to compete at nationals. That's this weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia. So congratulations to Rahel. Overall, the women finishing seventh as a team at regionals, which took place in Fayetteville over the weekend. And the men had a good showing. They finished fourth as a team. Yeah, I mean, more of the same. Volleyball winning both of their matches over the weekend. They beat Marshall both Friday and Saturday to wrap up the regular season. They wrap up the regular season with a winning record, 15-13 and 13 overall, 5-11 and 11 in the Sun Belt, and will open up Sun Belt tournament play coming up Wednesday at 2.30. They'll take on Georgia State in Foley, Alabama. And look, they got hot at the right time last year and made a nice run in the tournament. Hopefully they can do it again. I thought Saturday was big for a lot of reasons. Number one, it guaranteed this young team a winning record no matter what happens in Foley. And I think that matters. But this team, the last couple of conference weekends, or a couple of conference weekends at least recently, the last time they were home, swept Southern Miss, got up 2-0 on Saturday, and ended up losing the Saturday match in five. Swept Monroe last weekend or the weekend before down there. Lost in four on Saturday. So this time they sweep Marshall on Friday night. Come out and lose a lead late 
to lose the first set Saturday. You're thinking, oh, you know, here you go. Well, here we go again. And then came back and won sets two, three, and four to close out that match. So that's a, a good little, sign. It was a good sign that learned their lesson and uh, closed out the deal in, in good fashion. Actually, well, I said two, three, and four, but they actually set four went down to the wire and ended up winning it in five, but uh, roared back to win set two and three to kind of get back in the match after dropping the first one. One other note from over the weekend, the bowling team finishing fifth at the Lady Jack Classic in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But as we look ahead now, do you want to talk about football one more time as the Red Wolves play their home finale Saturday at 2 against Texas State? It's senior day. At least 11 seniors will be honored. Still, it's not a very big number as far as a senior class. It's also Heroes Day coming up on Saturday, and uh, we'll honor our local heroes yep. during the game you have the uh you know the rotc hall of heroes induction their new inductees recognized at halftime you have uh some cadets taking their contracting oath at one point down on the field during the game that'll happen so just uh sometimes you say it's the least we could do literally it's the least we could do to honor those who have served and really that beyond just even military that expands to first responders and police officers and emts and you know right on down the line and uh, I will give a lot of credit to South Alabama, too. We were there on Veterans Day the other day, and they did a real good job as far as honoring their local heroes. And I know we're going to do the same coming up this weekend. Of course, we talked about it a lot with Sammy. Saturday, a chance to become bowl eligible. We know what a big deal that would be, trying to go to a bowl for the first time since 2019. Well, it wasn't a real scientific process. It was grabbing the media guide and just kind of working backwards. And trying to say, hey, I'm going to look at every, you know, starting now working backwards in home games. It's, a, you know, when's the last time we've played a home game this big? And I think it's, uh, matter of fact, I don't, I mean, there wasn't much debate, honestly, that it goes back to that 2017 game against Troy at the end for the conference title. It's the last time I think there was this much riding on a home game, a chance to play your last game here and get bowl eligible and not put yourself in a situation, have to win on the road to do it. Yeah. I, I think this will be the biggest home game since that 2017, uh, basically, conference title game. One other thing coming up on Saturday. Yeah. The DeMario Davis bobbleheads. What do we need to know about this? All right. So there's sort of two paths to, to land one of these things. And in the end, there will be a thousand of them given out. At 1130... Red Wolf walks at 11.45. So starting at 11.30 in the athletics tent out in Tailgate City, we're going to have 250 vouchers available. So you can guarantee yourself a bobblehead by coming to the athletics tent at 11.30 and being out there for Red Wolf Walk and getting one of those vouchers. Because past that, the other 750 are just going to be up for grabs to the first 750 through gates W2, the main gates in the center, press box side, gates W2. The other 750 are just going to the first ones through the gate. You don't have to mess with that. You just have, come to the tent. You'll, you'll have until you'll 130. You can keep tailgating and have till 130 to come in and get your bobblehead if you get one of those 250 vouchers at the athletics tent starting at 1130. So we've got 1,000 to give away, but 250 vouchers given away at the athletics tent. Yep. And you need to be there anyway because... 
We need you at the Red Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about it, but it, it's just important, like right. It's just a, it's a neat scene, and it's just like I said, it's, it's kind of the first thing these guys see when they get off the bus, and so I think it impacts kind of what happens from there. Impacts their morale, yeah, in it really either does. a positive or it can or be negative. a negative way. Absolutely. Anyway, we'll see uh, the the athletics tent. We'll have some signage out there. Hard to miss, but. Um, Come out there at 1130, get a voucher, and that way you don't have to go stand at the gate trying to get in at noon. You'd have all the way till 130 then to come and guarantee you've got a bobblehead waiting on you. Anything else we need to discuss here? Or have we covered it? Oh, gosh. I mean, you're just going to see all kinds of stuff. We'll have out. If you haven't yet, you'll see a link. We're going to have a uh, fan appreciation day where we're going to have a uh, four-pack of tickets. And these are not just necessarily – there are actually some lower east side tickets available in this offer, too. There's a family four-pack of tickets for 40 bucks, four for 40 bucks. And I think they're even talking about maybe putting in some parking with that. You'll see a link for that out this week. A lot of stuff going out to some schools, like especially if your school's on social media, check there. You may see a chance to, to get some discount tickets for kids there. The city has helped us out, and they've distributed – they've sent out information to all everybody that played in the Wolf Cub football leagues, both tackle and flag this Great. year. Great. That's They're awesome. going to recognize – I think we're going to recognize the teams that won league championships. They played the Wolf Cub League Championships game in the vault Friday night. How cool would that yeah. be if you're one of those? And so young I think people. we're going to we've invited the teams that have won league championships to come and we recognize them along the way. And then not just the football seniors, but you know you got band seniors doing their last one. The word on the street is that uh Maddie Niggett, the uh diamond of the natural state is going to be twirling a flaming baton Saturday. That sounds awful dangerous to me. You got seniors in uh, uh, cheer and dance. We'll recognize them too along the way. And so um, it's not just senior day for the players. Yeah. I mean, a home football game takes an army to execute. And so there's seniors across the board that we'll recognize along the way. Well, looking forward to everything that's happening surrounding the game. But man, I can't wait till the game. This is going to be a fun one. Hopefully, the Red Wolves can find a way to become bowl eligible and would love to see those guys and especially those seniors like Sammy be able to celebrate the way that they deserve after the game on Saturday. Maybe a, even a, like a push-up contest, maybe amongst the CEOs of each institution. I think that both CEOs would probably be up for that. Although I think I know who I'd put my money on. <laughs> and the other CEO would probably put his money on the same I guy. So I think so. <laughs> hey, thanks to Sammy Johnson for coming in. Really, really enjoyed visiting with him. Just an outstanding young man. Have enjoyed having him around these last five years. Thanks to Jerry Scott for setting that up. For Brad, I'm Matt. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you Saturday.